This episode is brought to you by Odyssey Mushroom Elixir, and Odyssey has an exciting new offer for Courageous Wellness listeners. Listeners can now receive one free can of Odyssey by visiting IWantOdyssey.com to get the next steps on how to redeem your free can. Unlike traditional energy drinks that are loaded with sugar and artificial ingredients, Odyssey is packed with natural ingredients, including functional mushrooms like lion's mane and cordyceps. These mushrooms have been used for centuries to improve mental clarity, increase focus, and boost energy levels. Not only do these mushrooms provide natural energy, but they also have a host of other health benefits. We have done multiple episodes on the power of functional mushrooms and love that they can help support your immune system, reduce inflammation, and even improve your mood. And it tastes really good. As someone who is not drinking alcohol, I also find this to be a fun and functional alternative to bring to parties, have as a post-work drink, and is a great afternoon pick-me-up in a lot of different flavors. So to redeem your free can, visit IWantOdyssey.com and receive a free can of Odyssey mushroom elixir. All information is available in our show notes and in our link tree on Instagram. Welcome to Courageous Wellness. My name is Erica Stein. And I'm Allie French. And this is a podcast about individual journeys within wellness and how to navigate it all. After Allie experienced a cancer diagnosis in her 20s, and Erica went through a self-love journey, we created a platform to interview real people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices. From physical wellness to emotional and spiritual, we hear courageous stories and focus on why it's important to share them. We are both certified integrative nutrition health coaches and together with our community are learning to live our most purposeful lives by sharing one courageous story at a time. It takes courage to share these journeys and by talking about them, we aim to destigmatize the process. We want you to be your own health advocate, feel educated and informed on the latest in health and wellness and empower you to feel your absolute best. And because we want to bring forth a wide variety of stories, the opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect our own, but we hope the diverse and varied stories will empower you to make the best choices for your own life. So join us as we and our community share our courageous wellness. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Courageous Wellness. We have a fun, sweet episode for you today. We're going to talk about um, chocolate, which everybody loves, uh, with Bonnie from Blissfully Better. But before we get into that, we're going to do our usual updates. And Erica, I know you have some that you thought might be like pretty relevant to our audience. So do you want to start off? Yeah, I had, I've been kind of talking about it a little in recent intros, but, um, you know, there's been a lot going on in my family. A family member had to have a pretty intense surgery and everything is good. Everyone is healthy. Everyone's all good now, but they had a surgery that required them to be in the hospital for five days. There were some complications after, but again, everything is all good now. And, but it was an interesting experience because it was my first experience really being in a hospital. And I stayed for five days. I was there. Um, 
I was there all five days. I stayed at night. I was I was really there. So for all the meals, which is what we're going to talk about. And I know, Ali, you've had this experience before, you know, even just visiting families in hospitals after major surgeries. But it was so interesting because um, this family member is diabetic. And so they were given, you know, diabetic meals, you know, quote unquote diabetic. I mean, actually not even quote unquote, they were given the diabetic hospital meals and it was all sugar. And I'm not even talking about, um, yes, like they were suggesting her to eat spaghetti and Cheerios and, um, she was given apple juice and her, and, and at first I was like, okay, Again, this is my first experience in a hospital. So I think it was night one or morning one, whatever it was. It was morning one. They gave her pancakes with, um, I think, sugar-free syrup or something and apple juice. And um, I was like, okay, well, the doctors must know what's best for her. I'm not going to say anything, right? Right? Like, I didn't want to just be like, I didn't want to be vocal yet. So I just kind of, um, she ate the pancakes. She drank the apple juice. And all of a sudden, her blood sugar is astronomical. And this is a woman who's had her diabetes under control for like at least a decade. And astronomical, astronomical. They and they had to give her insulin the whole five days she was in the hospital. Even, you know, what ended up happening is after that incident, I became vocal and I was like, no, 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 no. Why are we giving her this food? Like, you know, and these are the diabetic meals. Like this is the meals for the diabetics. And, you know, understandably, she was recovering from surgery. She had lost blood and she needed calories to heal. Understand that all about calories. Calories are important. And there are ways to get those calories that aren't going to spike her insulin so aggressively. And so that's what we ended up doing. I ended up calling. Yeah. Her glucose, excuse me. Sorry. I'm clearly still emotionally charged here, but, um, that's what ended up happening. We called, um, the kitchen. And we had a, I don't know if it was an RD or just some, a member of the kitchen staff would come and be like, okay, well, what, what will she eat? And we ended up, you know, the best we could do were like in the morning, you know, hard boiled eggs and toast because she did, they didn't have enough food that, you Mm -hmm. know, um, we're going to give her the calories she actually needed. But so she did have, you know, carbohydrates and breads and things like that. But we paired them with olive oils, with eggs, with grilled chicken, with vegetables. And the choices were really sparse for Mm -hmm. the protein, healthy fats and fibers, to be completely honest, very, very, very sparse. So she ended up eating the same exact meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner for five days because she couldn't. And they kind of fought us on it. They, They literally said to us word for word, like she needs to eat spaghetti and Cheerios for calories. And I was like, we have to find a way that she can get calories otherwise, because her insulin was like, she needed so much insulin and she hasn't taken insulin ever truly. And so, um, it was a really eye-opening experience into kind of the sick care and not (laughs) the health care. And like I said, we made it work. We found PFF breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and we did include things like toast for, you know, more calories that she did need. But um, she pretty much just ate grilled chicken, olive oil, salad, and steamed vegetable, like the only steamed vegetables they could give her every lunch and dinner because that's all, that's all, that that was it. They didn't have anything else. Yeah. I mean, none of that surprises me based on my own experiences in hospitals, but I mean, it's like 
what? <laughs> it's it's like what? Like in what on what planet? Uh, uh, yeah. And these Does are top. Ho- yeah. And these are the top hospitals in, in the Los nation. Angeles. And, yeah. And yeah, like the country. the country. Yeah. Like these are like some of the best of the best you yep. can be at. And these are the food choices. Yeah. And even for myself, I found myself like I was in the cafeteria grabbing a diet coke or, you know, like whatever I could get my hands on because even being in the hospital for the people and you see like there was a Starbucks in the, um, and I'm not yucking anyone's yums. Like I'm really, this is not about that. that. It's just a matter of we're dealing with healthcare here. Not like, like it really was apparent to me. I was like, this is why we're so sick as a country because even our medical professionals are consuming high amounts of sugar sure. to survive, to get that dopamine hit, to get, you know, Just I, I can't imagine being in the hospital for five days, what our healthcare workers do. I mean, it is such a hard place to be. And um, they are truly like, we know like heroes and they do so much. And so I get it. Like, like I said, like I was reaching, you know, late at night for a diet Coke too, or whatever it was that I know wasn't good for my body, but um, or good for my body long-term, but in that moment was what I needed to continue. And so, like I said, I understand it's just, um, it just is so eye-opening that in a hospital setting, these are, these are the choices and this is what, do you know? Yeah. But like, do you know that in a lot of hospitals, there's, um, fast food restaurants yeah, that have opened up, you know, it's, it's interesting. And, and the fact that these are like, approved these diabetic meals are approved by registered dietitians like blows my freaking mind and i know there's more complexity. <laughs> yeah, i know there's more complexity to the food system in the hospitals than that because i'm sure many rds fundamentally know better but then like there's this sort of point of view like you said with the doctors where it's like okay we're just going to control the blood sugar with insulin because we can right now and like but it's like you could also control the blood sugar by the kind of food you're eating. And as far as the healing goes, this is what blows my mind. And and I saw this with my stepfather when he was in the hospital for nine months before he passed away and was fighting infection. And I saw it with my grandfather when he was um, after he had a quadruple bypass surgery and has been a diabetic for many, many years. And like the diabetic menu for him when he was recovering from literal heart surgery was like instead of a regular slice of apple pie. It was a smaller slice of apple pie. And it's like, we just can't ignore what actually happens in the body when you're doing that. And when you're trying to heal, we when need you're, exactly. proteins. Like we need essential amino acids from proteins and, and nutrients from vegetables. Uh, but it's like, especially from proteins, like you need the proteins to heal. And it's crazy to me that they just like basically sugar load in different forms. Well, the, yeah. And like I said, like we, the options were sparse, like you yeah. could get pancakes or Cheerios or all that stuff. But for breakfast, the only protein option was hard boiled eggs, which because- one egg has six grams of protein. So even yeah. if you have two, you're only getting 12 grams of protein. Yeah. So it was so it, cause the, the scrambled eggs they made were made with a bunch of dairy and different ingredients. We didn't have that many options and it was so it was so interesting, but, um, yeah. And then even like you're saying, like they might be able to control it with insulin at the hospital, but what about when people go home? Yeah. Like we're not setting people up for long-term health care. Yeah. And it's just, um, it's just was a really eye-opening 
interesting experience. And yeah, yeah, I well, I learned a lot. <laughs> it's interesting because we're going to go into like sugar today, right? And we're mm-hmm. going to talk about, so it's kind of, it's sort of relevant to like the topic we're going to be talking about a little bit. Um, And with that, maybe just a quick reminder before we get into Bonnie's intro uh, that this episode is brought to you by Milk and Honey. And uh, Milk and Honey has great spa locations from Los Angeles to all over Texas to Chicago. You can use code CW podcast for 20% off any of their spa services. We are big fans of Milk and Honey spas. And then they also have an amazing online boutique. Code applied applies there as well, 20% off with CW Podcast. And they carry their own uh, line of amazing hyper clean products, but also other brands that we very much enjoy from Super Goop to OCM Malibu. There's a, a long list. So go check them out. And um, with that, should we get into the conversation? Yes, let's do it. So take a kick us off, Allie. Okay, today we have a conversation with Bonnie Barowian, who's the founder of Blissfully Better. Blissfully Better is an innovative sweet treat company where products are formulated with the highest quality organic ingredients available. Blissfully Better's confections feature high nutrient and low glycemic ingredients, chock full of flavor. In addition to being organic and low glycemic, Blissfully Better products are also paleo friendly with only four to six ingredients. And they are really delicious. My favorites include the almond toffee thins and the crunchy quinoa toffee, but all of the chocolates are just so they're really, really delicious. And Bonnie's journey to the world of chocolate candy um, began as a mom of five children. And it really started when her nine-year-old daughter was diagnosed with prediabetes. And it gave her this urgency to figure out delicious alternatives that her kids could enjoy. And so we have a really great conversation today on sugar, Bonnie's journey from mom to founder, and more about her background and all about Blissfully Better. So enjoy the episode. Before we get to today's episode, we want to tell you a little bit about the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Erica and I are both certified integrative health coaches. I have advanced training in hormone health, and she has advanced training in gut health. And we offer health coaching and corporate coaching through the Courageous Wellness Collective. We continued our education and received certification through the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. IIN has taken the lead in the health coaching industry from its inception and provides a comprehensive curriculum that combines nutrition, coaching, and business. We loved the program and have had many listeners ask us about continuing their education in nutrition, health coaching, or even just advancing their personal knowledge about food and nutrition. So we are very excited to be able to offer a discount to Courageous Wellness listeners to study at IIN. The program is completely accessible virtually with lectures led by health, wellness, and medical industry experts. To receive up to $2,500 off your tuition, you can use our names, Allie French or Erica Stein, at the time of enrollment to receive the tuition discount. We have also included a link in the show notes that will take you directly to IIN to learn more about their wonderful programs. Thank you so much, Bonnie, for joining us today. We love your 
product as we were talking off recording about, and we're excited to hear more about your story today. We were really interested in it when we were researching you. And so to kick us off, can you tell us a little bit about your personal journey and how it led you into the world of high quality chocolate? Yeah, I'd be happy to. I love talking about chocolate. Um, well, my my journey starts quite a while ago um, when before I had children, I was a professional dancer. I did uh, some apprenticeships in a ballet company. I was a ballet major in college, and then I went on to do some Broadway shows and national tours of shows and commercials and fun stuff like that. <laughs> um, and at that time, I was struggling with how to pre ha capture in my diet um, things that were going to give me optimal energy so that I could perform at my highest level and you know go through days worth of rehearsals and evenings worth of performances. Uh, but I also had a sweet tooth that really liked being satisfied. <laughs> and I found that that would make me crash when I, you know, followed my sweet tooth along. And so I kept looking for things that I could find that would satisfy that without having my energy hit that rock bottom place and my mood as well, because, you know, that sometimes happens when you indulge in a lot of sugar. Uh, so the only thing there really was at that time that I could find was similar to chocolate was carob which was okay, but I didn't really like the taste a lot. Um, so anyway, you know, that was my journey then. Fast forward to, I've decided to leave that business. I got married. I ended up having five children and um, I was always trying to feed my family in a healthy way. Kids were in sports things and dance, et cetera. You know, make sure that they ate well to optimize their health and their physical performance. Um, but I still didn't have anything on the sweet end that really worked that well. And then one of my daughters, when she was nine, got diagnosed with prediabetes. So the mission became much stronger for me because I knew that artificial sweeteners were really not good for you at all. I didn't want her to go down a path of a lifetime of diabetes. Here was this chance in changing her diet, but refined sugar was just not going to be a part of it, I needed to find something that would be more healthful for her, but also tasted really good. So I started searching around on the internet and I found this company in Bali, Indonesia, which was harvesting uh, nectar from the coconut tree and that it was a naturally low glycemic sweetener. It was a one-to-one -one ratio with regular sugar. So something you could cook with easily and that it tasted really delicious. Um, so another of my daughters was living in Asia at that time. And I said, Hey, I'm going to come visit you. We're going to go to Bali, we're going to go to these coconut plantations so that I can see how this, this nectar is harvested. And I can understand, is this something that really is as good as they say it is. Um, at that time, I couldn't find it in the state. So that was a fun adventure. And I learned that it did 
taste delicious kind of caramely overtones and that, um, you know, it was a pure high in antioxidants, low on the glycemic level, as they said, and that it also had 16 amino acids. So, you know, the nectar came out of the flowers in the tree. So no coconut were coconuts or coconut trees were harmed in the process. And it could crystallize when cooked into a sugar. And then, you know, you could use it in the liquid form or in the, the sugar form. So I was very happy to learn about this, came back to the States, started experimenting in my kitchen, you know, making brownies from scratch, using the coconut sugar nectar, and did a green market to see how the public liked it. You know, luckily my daughter liked it and she actually has never had any pre-diabetes since then. And she's 26 years old now. So, you know, luckily that change in her diet really made a big difference. Um, but I was so intrigued with this, this coconut sugar and didn't understand why it wasn't in more products that you could buy off the shelf. Um, and at that time, it really wasn't around. And so I thought, you know, I really want to do something about this. We, we have a diabetes problem in, the, in this country. We have an obesity problem. You know, this, this would be a good thing to have available. Um, so I decided that uh, something that I made every Christmas, which was my mother's recipe for an almond toffee, uh, was so delicious that everybody just loved it. And I used to give it to my children's teachers at school and I would end up making hundreds of batches because when they graduated to the next class in school, the teacher would say, oh, I'm gonna miss little Hillary, but am I still gonna get your chocolate at Christmas? <laughs> so, you know, it really was very, very loved and popular. So I just decided I was gonna start with an almond toffee and put it out there in the marketplace and provide this low glycemic, natural product, all organic, only four ingredients. I used 72% cacao and found a bean to bar place to make the sweet, the chocolate for me. So it had the coconut sugar in it. And that was the beginning. That's yeah, that's such a great story. I mean, I love hearing, I love having entrepreneurs come on, um, who share their journey because like, and the evolution of how they created what they did because of their own personal need at home. There's like a personal connection then, um, to what they wind up putting out into the world for others to enjoy. And so there's, there's just something about hearing a story like yours that really, you know, resonates as to like, kind of like the deeper purpose, like, especially with your daughter, um, suffering back then from prediabetes. And as you mentioned, that's something that, is so prevalent in, in this country. And, you know, we do have a sugar, <laughs> sugar problem for lack of a better way to describe it. And I think there's more and more research now, especially on metabolic health and how it links to, um, everything from, you know, our cardiovascular health, all, all sorts of kind of health related things come back to, managing our blood sugar. And I know our listeners are uh, not new to this concept because Erica and I, when we do 
integrative nutrition health coaching, we talk a lot about really understanding how to, you know, manage um, glucose spikes and and to to create long lasting energy rather than like a a fast burst of uh, you know a high glucose spike basically. Um, and so products like yours are really they fill this hole where you don't feel like you're lacking because we also come from a point of view that food should be pleasurable and enjoyable, but also you want to do, you want to give yourself something in that pleasure and joy that also supports your health long-term, not diminishes it. And so something like Blissfully Better really kind of fits that component. Like as you said, you really enjoyed sweets. You had the sweet tooth um, and you wanted a little bit of that satisfaction, but you wanted to do it in a way that um, was going to support your health and not not actively create a disease of some kind. So um, I just wanted to point that out. So thank you for sharing your story with us and for creating this kind of chocolate. Eric and I've had the pleasure of trying it. And as I said to you before we started recording, um, I know both of our our households kind of uh, devoured it pretty quickly. I yelled at my husband. I was like, hey, just one piece tonight, you know. <laughs> what What we notice actually is that just one piece really goes a long way because the quality of the ingredients are so delicious and so rich. Um, it really is satisfying without having too much of it. So um, I guess where I'd like to sort of go from here is you started with your almond toffee bar, but you've now expanded into multiple products. And what does that look like when you're like, okay, I want to, I found, you know, someone who can manufacture it with, with the, you know, the coconut nectar and the chocolate, but when you go to start producing it on a bigger level, um, how do you source your ingredients? Let's maybe start with that because I think, you know, you went to Bali, you went to find this uh, ingredient that wasn't readily accessible back then. Um, but now is, now do you find it more accessible or do you import? How do, how are like the inner workings of creating these products? Um, what does that look like? Um, good question. <laughs> um, well, a lot of these products are sold in the United States now, but they are imported from most of the coconut products. Products are imported from Indonesia, some from the Philippines, um, some of the of our other products like our coconut thins, and we also have our coconut bonbons. Uh, Sri Lanka is an area where those products come from. So we have a very high standard of what we want for our products. They're organic and we don't have any fillers at all that we use. Uh, we only have four to six ingredients depending on our, you know, in all of our product line. And so it's the quality of it. We have some that are vegan. Uh, our bonbons lines are all plant-based. And then our toffees, we have two different toffees, the almond original, and then a quinoa toffee. And those are both made with grass-fed butter. And then our sea salt caramel thins are made with grass-fed uh, heavy cream. Um, and that sounds really decadent, 
And it really is. I mean, they're very rich, but actually our sea salt caramel thins have the lowest calories of any of our products um, because there are only five ingredients in that. And it's so I really wanted to create something more than just a chocolate bar. All of our varieties have a center to them. And so you get a lot of great crunch and lots of heart healthy almonds in a toffee, the quinoa, we know the benefits of quinoa that we have in the quinoa thins and our mint thins only have three ingredients, um, organic peppermint and the chocolate and it's a melt away center. So, you know, we just wanna have that luxurious experience with high quality, clean, organic ingredients and that 72% cacao around it with you know, the high antioxidants, et cetera. And because they are in single serve pieces in the thins line, as you say, one piece can be very satisfying. Um, so, you know, you don't need to have a lot of it and you're not getting a lot of sugar in it. It's an unrefined sugar, but it's also on the lower sugar level because this is about satisfaction. It's not about overdoing it. Yeah. And, and as we know, you know, like not all calories are the same, right? Like, and we calories are sources of energy for our body and they do different things depending on where that source comes from. Right. And so I think I'd love to explore with you too, because something that Allie and I are both really passionate about and work with our clients with is blood sugar balance and how important that is for our long-term health. And as you mentioned, right, your daughter was, um, pre-diabetic and that kind of led you on this deeper journey of discovering the coconut nectar and the coconut sugar. And so I'd love to kind of dive into coconut nectar and coconut sugar and why it works with our body differently, right. Than maybe honey or maple, um, syrup, or even, you know, of course, refined table sugar. Um, how does it impact the blood sugar spike differently for, you know, individuals, of course, who are diabetic, um, have to be cognizant of that, but also all of us, right. For our long-term health really should be conscious of our blood sugar day to day. So if you can maybe touch on why is coconut nectar different than other sugars? And how does that really translate into our body with that blood sugar spike? Right. Well, first I'll say I'm not a doctor. So, but you know, this is my, my area of business that I've chosen to make a product with coconut nectar. So I certainly have looked to understand that myself. Uh, so, you know, the best way I can describe it as it's been described to me is because there's some nutrients within the nectar, it goes more slowly into your bloodstream. It has things to deliver um, along the way, as I believe with most healthy foods, that's the case. You know, where if something's rushing through, it's your body's going to react in a "Whoa, what's happening here?" and and so the, the slow entrance allows your body, I think, to absorb it in a very different way. Uh, 
you know, of course, if you drank a glass of Coca-Cola with the toffee thins or whatever, your blood sugar is going to spike. So it's clear that your whole meal, whatever it is you're eating needs to all be within that range. But we've, we've had people, you know, measure their blood sugar levels after so that they can feel confident that, you know, this really is okay for me and anyone who would have diabetes, you know, they, they probably want to do that for themselves, but we know that there's nothing in it that is not with is a high glycemic level. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, thank you. I think I was surprised to learn. I didn't even know, and we know a lot about food, but I didn't know that, as you said, it has other things to deliver that it has 16 amino acids in it. That was, that was new to me. And that's, um, that's really cool. Cause then it's also not just like something that's like, oh, a substitute for refined sugar, but that you're also, there's like something of value that's also being delivered to the body as well, um, through the, through the substitute, um, and giving you that sort of sweet satisfaction. And I'm sure combining it with, as you said, with almonds and different ingredients, quinoa, putting a little bit of protein, putting a little bit of fat and fiber in there. We know that that interacts with any sort of, um, sugar or sweetener as well, and, um, will help curb the blood sugar spike. So the fact that your products have like multiple components in it too, plus, as you mentioned, the benefits of some dark chocolate as well. Um, yeah, it's, you know, what struck me is that we have, because we have such a sort of metabolic health issue in our country, I think I, I read somewhere that it's like close to 90% of people are like metabolically unhealthy. So whatever, that's a very, very wide definition of that. Um, so it can be anything from being diabetic, like diabetes type two, to, um, maybe just as your daughter had experienced a period of, uh, pre-diabetes. Um, but it's something that is very common for most of our population that we're struggling with. And, I, I feel that, you know, Erica and I get to try a lot of different things, which is a perk of the job, but, um, and there are more and more, you know, there are more and more brands that are really trying to both hit a culinary kind of, um, bullseye as far as what they're trying to achieve and also in a more health conscious way than ever before because of these because of these issues that we're struggling with as a society for for myriad reasons but um one thing i really i think appreciated was that because you have very few ingredients there's also very like the real ingredients and it and you can really taste the difference and um i know that you said you know you come from a background as a performer. I actually do too. I was in musical theater for many years. Um, So I understand that like dive into wanting to fuel yourself in a certain way. But as you also mentioned, like you had a sweet tooth and um, that there's a certain sort of like pleasurable aspect to foods that we like too. Um, As you transferred into like life as a mother of five before you became a business owner, but 
and you're talking about like really understanding and trying to like feed your kids in a certain way to help them feel their best. Um, did you find like, I guess as a parent, what were the challenges that you came up against raising five kids in the U S in the last, you know, 20 years? Um, because I think as I, as I mentioned, like it's so common to deal with these metabolic health issues because of our food in a lot of ways that, um, what, what was your process of like discovering this and how to support your kids in a way that felt accessible and doable? We want to take a quick break from this episode to tell you about today's sponsor, Milk and Honey. Milk and Honey is a female founded and funded brand that began as a luxury day spa in Austin, Texas, and has since grown to include eight locations across Texas and Los Angeles, California, as well as a line of bath, body, and skincare products born from the spa. One of Milk and Honey's best-selling products is the natural deodorant, which is loved by Zoe Kravitz and was featured in her Vogue's Beauty Secrets video. I've been using the baking soda free version exclusively for over two, three years. This gentle aluminum free baking soda free deodorant was designed to nourish sensitive skin while keeping you feeling and smelling fresh all day long. It never gave me any itchy red bumps when I switched over and passed the smell test, even after an intense workout. It truly is the best and comes in two scents, lavender tea tree and lemon vanilla. In addition to clean deodorant, their online boutique also offers clean beauty products from top brands, including Osea Malibu, Virtue, Moon Juice, Kula Sun Care, Supergoop, and more. Some favorite products of mine other than the deodorant include Milk and Honey's Gel Cleanser, Supergoop Glow Screen, and SPF 40, which I now buy on their site, and Osea's Body Oil and Vegas Nerve Oil, which activates the body's relaxation response and helps regulate stress. Their spas are also lovely, and we are both big fans of their spa treatments. And we now offer discounts at both the online boutique and spa locations on all spa and med spa treatments. We are also thrilled to partner with Milk and Honey to offer a courageous wellness spa package called the Courageous Wellness Retreat at a discounted rate. The Courageous Wellness Retreat combines a 60-minute Milk and Honey Signature Massage, which is a Swedish massage tailored to your needs, focusing on relaxation and stress relief combined with body brushing, an exfoliating and detoxifying treatment that uses a natural bristle brush that you get to take home to stimulate your lymph and circulation while also reviving dull skin. Courageous Wellness listeners can enjoy 20% off your next order at milkandhoney.com and 20% off your first spa service at any Milk and Honey location with code CWPODCAST. Visit milkandhoneyspa.com to find a location near you. And if you want to try the Courageous Wellness Spa package offered at a special rate, use the code Courageous Wellness Retreat to redeem. This is not able to be combined with any other discount or promotion. You can also find all the information in our show notes. We are so excited to offer our listeners a new discount to one of the best probiotic supplements on the market. 
succeed. If you are a regular listener of the podcast, then you know that Allie and I are both very serious when it comes to the importance of gut health and building a thriving microbiome. I personally have been using seed for close to a year now and have noticed a big difference in my digestion and bloating. I am devoted to taking seed every single morning before food, and I'm really excited to share their daily symbiotic with our audience. The formulation of the daily symbiotic combines a probiotic and prebiotic is vegan and gluten-free and includes 24 clinically studied naturally occurring strains, not found in yogurt or fermented foods and beverages, and lives up to the highest standards for human and planetary health. Yes. And in addition to being a really reliable probiotic and prebiotic supplement, Seed is committed to creating science-based education for all those that partner with them through accountable advertising at Seed University. This is where we are all committed to not spreading misinformation about health on the internet. Pretty important, right? Also, I personally love their commitment to sustainability with a refill system and all recyclable or biodegradable packaging materials. Erica and I only advertise products that we use and feel are of benefit to us and by extension could be of value to our community as well. If you would like to order Seed Daily Symbiotics to incorporate into your own gut health routine, go to seed.com and use the code COURAGEOUS15 at checkout for 15% off or click on the link in our show notes. I have to say, you know, one, one thing that happened with one of my daughters, I was always trying to have a very balanced, um, the right kinds of food at home, not junky snacks, uh, you know, not junky drinks, etc. So one time, one of my daughters went to a birthday party. And when I went to pick her up, and the mother brought her to the door, and the mother said, I hope she had a good time. And I said, well, I'm sure she did. And she said, well, she spent the whole time at the potato chip bowl. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, okay. So we have to have, we can't be too, you know, we have to allow things sometimes so that they're not the kid who goes to school with the apple and, you know, exchanges it for the cupcake because they never get a cupcake at home. Uh, I think it's it's easier now because people are looking at ingredients. And as you say, more companies are coming up with products that kind of are healthier, but also in the realm. Um, one I use all the time is Simple Mills. They make cupcake mix and muffins and brownies, et cetera made with coconut sugar, all clean ingredients. And if I had had that when my kids were young, that would have been the answer. It wouldn't have been like, yeah, the neighbor's kids get cupcakes four times a week and you don't get any. <laughs> uh, so it, it, it was a challenge. And I think it still is obviously for, for many people, but if you really are dedicated to looking at ingredients, and finding things that you feel good about feeding your family, but also you feel good about, they feel good about eating and don't feel deprived or different than 
everybody else because kids never like to feel that way. I think that's that's the best thing you can do for your children. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think ingredients are so important again, as we said, right? Like we we know that so many, you know, Allie and I are 80s and 90s babies. We grew up in the 90s and in the early millennium. And I think a lot of what we thought was healthy, you know, has, has been debunked. And, you know, I think fat isn't something to be feared. And, you know, we're learning so much about sugar being the real culprit of a lot of um, long-term health issues, even right. Alzheimer's is now considered diabetes type three and ingredients are so important. I think more important than calories, which was something that people focused on for so long, but it was like, where are these calories again coming from? And I just have, you know, there are so many more options now. And before before we wrap up, I was curious, as you mentioned, right, I think there is that delicate balance, as you mentioned, right, where you you don't want your child to be the one who's like going crazy at a friend's house because it's the only time they get, you know, potato chips or real sugar or whatever that food may be. But you were health conscious, right? And your daughter ended up having, becoming pre-diabetic, right? And as you mentioned, she's totally fine and everything really worked out there. But I think as we know, a lot of children younger and younger are being diagnosed with diabetes or pre-diabetic. And we do have a lot of moms who listen to our show. And so I'm just curious if, you know, was there something that looking back you could have done differently or you would you know, give advice to anyone with children now kind of who are, are raising young children, if there's any kind of thoughts you have on that. Yes, I I definitely do. I think, you know, you only have them in, in your house so many numbers, so many hours of the day for my daughter and all of my children, but only one of them ended up with prediabetes. But after a soccer game, somebody's has a birthday, they're bringing cookies. The school she went to, I tried to speak to the school about the number of snacks that were there all the time. That was just, you know, it's one thing to have a cupcake once a week. It's another to have a brownie at lunch and somebody bringing in cupcakes and somebody else it just was overblown. And so I think that a lot of schools are becoming more conscious of that. And that's a really good change. Um, And if you are noticing that the team that your child's on or whatever, wherever it is they're going, that there's a, a lot of things that you don't feel that comfortable having your child eat to try to have good alternatives that they will enjoy and can even share and not have it be all or nothing. Yeah. Thank you. That's really, I think that's great advice because as you mentioned, it's not about like trying to restrict so that kids want, you know, I remember, I totally remember being that kid where it's like, they get sugar cereal at their house. And I was like, that go to my oh my gosh, same. Or like Kraft macaroni and cheese. My mom would never let me eat and it's all I wanted. So when I'd go to someone's house and they'd have like that 
craft orange mac and cheese, I would, I would die for it. You know, it was so <laughs> exciting to me. So mine was lucky charms. Like I, I, when I'd go to summer camp, they'd have lucky charms and I was like, Oh my gosh. But so we all know we've all experienced that, you know, but I think you bring up some really valid points too, that some of the, some of this is systemic and being conscious of it, even on the local level, like, you know, um, with school lunches or sports snacks and things like that, even little adjustments can, as you, you said too, make a big difference. And so, um, yeah, hopefully all of just like the awareness around it will help continue to improve it. And, um, and thank you for sharing, you know, your personal experiences with us as well as, as how it fueled you professionally, um, to create this beautiful brand that Erica and I are fans of. And, um, we don't, I was going to say, we don't endorse anything. We actually don't really love. So, um, thank you for creating that. And it is absolutely delicious too. If anyone wants to go ahead and try it. Um, but before, you know, as we wrap up, we ask three questions for all of our guests. And so the first one is, um, what do your daily self-care practices look like now for yourself? Um, that you have this company, you have five children, you seem to be a busy person. And so do you have any daily self-care routines or any non-negotiables? Yes. Um, For daily self-care, I I would say two different levels. One is your body is your biggest organ and whatever you put on it is similar to what you put in it. So if you're putting creams, lotions, deodorants, et cetera, that you don't know the ingredients of, or you know you don't know the toxicity of, et cetera, that for me, I'm always paying very close attention to what it is I'm using so that I'm, you know, taking care of taking care of my body well. I also try to do, yoga as much as I can. I've, I've been a yoga teacher. Now I'm a little too busy to do that now, but I, I love going and practicing yoga. I have a lot of mindfulness, mindfulness practices that I do. I meditate every day. And so the, I guess I would say those are non-negotiables for me because I just know how beneficial it is to me personally. But when I was teaching yoga, I would tell my class that the reason they say on airplanes to put the oxygen mask on yourself before a child in an emergency, you know, is that what good are you to your child if you are not, you know, breathing and alive and taking care of them? So taking care of myself and mentally, physically, et cetera is obviously a benefit to me, but it's a benefit to the people I love and the people around me. So I think it's, it's, it's definitely worthy of the practice of. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Um, the next question we always ask is what does being courageous mean to you? Uh, I would say just getting up every day, ready to greet the world and regardless of what's going on in your personal life with an intention. Like I grew up in an era with Carol King 
And one of her, the favorite lines from her, one of her songs was, you've got to get up every morning with a smile on your face and show the world all the love in your heart. And there are times it's really hard to do that. Um, but it's very courageous when you have that intention or people who are going through a lot harder things than I've ever gone through in my life. I just so admire that they just keep moving forward. You know, they, even when you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel and you don't know if it's there, that you are opening your heart every day to the possibilities and trying to be a benefit in, in the world. And that's courageous to me. That's beautiful. And I love Carol King as well. Um, and then the third question is, do you have a book recommendation that, that on anything really, that's just meant something to you um, personally along your journey? I do. And actually, I, I think Erica actually brought up the topic of the book that's made a big difference in my learning curve. Uh, it's called The End of Alzheimer's Program, The First Protocol to Enhance Cognition and Reverse Decline at Any Age. <laughs> and, you know, I think you, you both are obviously aware of Alzheimer's being called type three diabetes. And this book just really helped me understand on so many levels what you could do. And I wish I had known this younger and started younger. Obvious, you know, luckily because I've always cared about what I eat and taking care of my health in that way and exercise, et cetera. I've done some things right but there's a lot of things that you can do to make sure that you are protecting your brain for the longevity of your life. And this book, I just felt really explained it in a in-depth and powerful way. Thank you. Yeah. We'll have to check that out. Um, and so if anyone wants to find you guys, follow you, buy your chocolate, enjoy your chocolate. Where can they do that? Uh, well, they can visit our website, blissfullybetter.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at blissfullybetter.com. You can buy right off of Instagram or Facebook or from our website. Uh, we, You can look at our website to find out if we're in a local store near wherever you are. Uh, we have a code for the podcast today. It's CWBB20 and it's 20% off um, one-time purchase. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. It was wonderful to be on your program. I appreciate what you're both doing, the education that you're providing for people and I you're both very courageous in in taking your time and energy to do that for other people that's really wonderful thank oh, you thank you <laughs> thanks so much we appreciate you thanks for tuning in to another episode of courageous wellness tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week 
subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness or get in touch via our website, www.courageouswellness.net, where you can also find additional info about our health coaching services, virtual group events, newsletter, and more. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica, and we're Courageous Wellness.